everyone. It's Mark and Annette with Care in the Load. Welcome to our first episode of Season 2. I can't believe that 2020 is over with already. I can't believe it's over. On one hand, I'm super excited that it's over. On another hand, I'm speechless. <laughs> yes, you are speechless. It was this amazing year of learning and growth. And on another hand, it was sorrow and tragedy. But with that sorrow and tragedy, wouldn't you say that the learning and growth continued? Oh, for sure. And in fact, Annette, you and I have been doing a lot of reflecting in the last week or so as we've had a chance to spend even more time together. You know, most of my travel, I was probably traveling, what would you say, Annette, 50% of the time oh, before at least. COVID? Uh, 50 to 70% of the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very rarely home. And so it's given us a chance to have more discussions, to reflect more about uh, what we're seeing, some of the, some of the thoughts of uh, others that we've been interviewing, some of the uh, conversations we've been having with very dear friends that in some cases have been very difficult. They have, and, and I think that had you been traveling with work as normal, it would have been very difficult to make the progress with Care and the Load that we have in growing and creating this community because it's taken that that thought, that progression and communication as we've developed this, because it didn't just come just, oh, here you go. We had everything down and sit down and say, okay, we want this, 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 and this. It looks very different today than it did a year ago. It it did. And I'd be curious from your perspective, some of the epiphanies that you've had as you've had a chance to reflect and to think back of 2020. What are some of the things that you've learned? I have learned that it does not matter how broken or shattered I feel. I'm whole, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm capable. And it's because of those scars, if you will, that have made us who who we are. Scars meaning? The brokenness, feeling shattered, you know, things change. Life is hard, whether it's a friend that we hear passes away or another who's struggling because they lost a job. You know, there's a lot of things or just plain heartache of lost dreams or hopes that things that we thought were going to happen that that didn't because of certain experiences. But 2020 has helped me realize that no matter what I think something is going to be or look like, it can be incredibly satisfying. In a very different way. And we've had to learn how to adapt, haven't we? Oh, for sure. We've had to learn how to stretch different muscles that we didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. We've had to learn how to recognize that uh, every day is a new opportunity. For sure. You know, when you talk about stretching and stretching new muscles that we didn't know existed, I spent how many months? Six months last year in physical therapy for my shoulder. And, and, it it froze. I um, if anybody's had a frozen shoulder, I am sorry. I, I feel your pain. I know now what it is. I thought I fell one day back last a year ago, and and I tore I tore a muscle in my shoulder. I thought that's all, all that it was, but it wasn't. And as it was healing, those muscles began to freeze, encapsulate with scar tissue, and you know. So this is very 
applicable in when you're talking about stretching, I had to learn to go through the pain to get a, an arm to function again. You know, some of the things I've learned, Annette, and you're absolutely right. I've watched you. I, I watched you in physical therapy, and I saw the, the pain that came from that. But I also watch you now and see the uh, flexibility that you haven't had all year in your arm after a surgery and a couple of procedures done on you there. And it's, it's uh, satisfying and rewarding to know that, you know what, we can do hard things. And, and that's part of what we wanted to talk about today is that 2020 was a tough year in so many different ways. But at the same time, we've been able to adapt. We've been able to find ways to do things maybe just a little bit differently. And I hope that as we go into 2021, as we contemplate, here we are the third day of January, and we're contemplating what is 2021 going to look like? And quite frankly, 2021 is going to look like what you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. We know that we're going to be uh, continuing in with this, with this uh, illness that's plaguing the world. We know that uh, we're going to continue to have to adapt and to change. And there have been some tough changes that have had to take place there. I've talked to a lot of people, some who have lost their jobs, some who have lost others because of COVID-19, others who have been deathly ill. Uh, but we're able to make it through. And yet, even with all of that... And others who didn't even know they had it. And even the... Yeah, yeah, those that didn't even know they had it. But even with all of that, I think that we've gained clarity. We've gained focus. We, we've gained some ideas that'll help us, I think, going into 2021 as we look at look at maybe doing things just a little bit differently than we did, even in 2020. I mean, we can all look back, right? And we can say... Mm-hmm say, hey, this is, this is what I learned. I, you know, it's been interesting. I've talked to a lot of people, uh, people who have told me that uh, their families are closer than they were before. Uh, there was a concern at the beginning of the year that uh, with, uh, with those that we love, we might become tired of them, that we might uh, become impatient with them. We've learned how to deal with patience during this uh, last uh, 10 months or so. You're talking, you have to be more patient with me. <laughs> no, I'm talking about patient in life. I would never say that, Annette. Uh, patient. No, it, it's, a, it's become a skill to learn to see things differently, learn to sit back and breathe, and learn to be okay with it didn't go the way I had planned. And that's okay because I would tend to bet a lot of individuals goals or New Year's resolutions may look very different this year than last year and and very different and they weren't you know last year it could have been I want to go do this I want to go do this I want to experience this well those things became unattainable right and and you know we we talk we've talked throughout the year you and I about uh, Peter Drucker Peter Drucker uh, was a, a management consultant there. And uh, he's, he's been gone for about 15, 16 years. But one of the things that I take away from Peter Drucker that uh, he talked to about corporate America especially, but I think it can really uh, pertain to us in life as well. He said that the greatest danger in times of turbulence is not the turbulence itself. It's to act with yesterday's logic. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we do act with yesterday's logic. Yet here we are, it's a brand new year, and we have an opportunity to shape the world in a different way, as Gandhi would say. And that is, um, it just it gets me thinking here, you know, act with yesterday's logic. We can't. 
And I don't want to because yesterday's logic really doesn't fit anymore. If you look at logic from a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, it doesn't fit necessarily with what we're experiencing now today. You know, one of the uh, components of this last year has been the pressure sometimes that we have in doing things differently. I've had to learn how to do Skype meetings. I've had to learn how to uh, do Zoom meetings. You know, we went from Skype to Zoom, and and uh, we're, we're learning how to do things differently than we ever did before professionally, but also with the family. What did we do on Christmas Eve, Annette? Christmas Eve was so fun, and we actually, something that we have gathered together for years with our extended family, with our siblings on the Anderson side and nieces and nephews, and and reenacted um, the nativity like so many of you do and just be together and, and just feel the excitement of the season. And this year, we obviously couldn't. We had many members in our family that have, have contracted the COVID-19 uh, virus over the last six weeks even. And, and gratefully, they're, they've, they're healing or have healed and, and doing much better. But this year, this beloved tradition, my favorite part, and I would, I would tend to believe it's most of our family's favorite part of Christmas is Christmas Eve. We did it over Zoom. And we still felt connected. We still felt the love. We still felt that that bond that unites us as a family. And we did things differently, not only in doing it over Zoom, but we were able to, because we were doing it with today's logic, not yesterday's logic, we were able to do some things and reflect back on years past and those talents and messages that were shared over, you know, that Christmas Eve. And, and wasn't that fun? You it know, we, we, we had over 80 people participating. Uh, there were over 35 feeds that we could see people's faces. We could see their smiles. We didn't have to hide behind a mask. And all over the country, where typically if people didn't live, you know, here close by, they didn't participate. And because of seeing things in this new light, everyone was able to participate. And from now on, there will always be a Zoom feed or something like that so that anyone, wherever they live, might be able to, to participate. So, Annette, that's one of today's logics that we've discussed there, technology. Can you think of other logics that uh, have changed uh, in or around uh, us, maybe you personally or uh, with our with our own uh, family? What are those new logics? Well, for me, I've taken things down to a smaller scale of appreciation. That doesn't sound right. Actually, it does. And the reason why it does sound right is because we've learned that there's a lot of things that are worse than COVID-19. There are a lot, so many things that are worse than COVID-19. But what I, what I mean with this is that I didn't wait for the grand, you know, overall accomplishment to happen to appreciate the journey. I, I, it was, there became appreciation and pleasure and joy in each of the small and the simple things along that path to get to where we were, we were focusing on going. 
You know, think think of the Indiana Jones movies for a minute here. Every single one of those movies involves a destination, but it also encompasses a journey. Right. And along that journey, there's so many different pitfalls. And I think that we can look at 2020 a lot like an Indiana Jones movie, recognizing that uh, maybe we haven't found that destination yet. Maybe we haven't found the... Uh, you know the, the the diamond. Maybe we haven't found the, uh, the the golden cup or whatever the case might be, but we are having experiences along the way that are teaching us, that are molding us, that are helping us flex those muscles. Exactly, and I think back to April when we had been in um, isolation, and just those that lived in the household that you lived in. Those were the ones that you could, you know, connect with. And so that meant we didn't have Sunday dinners with our children. We didn't see our grandchildren. We didn't, you know, those things. And I honestly was was frustrated. I missed them and and I didn't I didn't know what to expect and I just wanted more. And then as things came along and as I shifted my attitude, I began to enjoy the simple things, the small things that then, you know, that, that FaceTime or that's, you know, whatever it was with the grandchildren, the phone call, it was so joyful and it brought such a smile to my, my face. When you say that, Annette, I, I'm reminded of uh, something that someone told me one time that I think is so appropriate. He said, he said, don't let the pressure of life rob you from the pleasure of living. Yet I think that there are so many people there out there that uh, were robbed from the pleasure of living because of the pressures of life. And one of the things that uh, we have talked about, uh, again, is focus. And how are we going to focus? How are we going to treat 2021 maybe a little bit different? I know work-life balance was difficult. I'd be looking outside during a conference call and... uh, and I'd wish I was outside pulling a weed or, or enjoying outside. And, and uh, you know, I just found that I was probably actually working a little bit more than I typically do because of some of the stresses of life. You were working more, I believe, because everybody had to learn a new way. And it took time to adjust. It took time to, to figure out the new way of working that was successful, that you could lead and guide and and succeed. And so that's exactly what life is. You know, I think right now in this new year and this time, I know, you know, I've been looking outside and we've had snow falling today and it's been beautiful. Sitting here drinking our hot chocolate uh, with the snowfall. It's been beautiful. But I also, there's a part of me that, that longs for the day that, you know, I can be out mowing the lawn and enjoying the sunshine. And, and, and what this does, um, this time to reflect and things, and when I talked about enjoying the simple things, enjoying every moment of life and the journey, not, you know, be f- joy in the journey, you know, or whatever that phrase has always been. Well, that's taken on a, a literal meaning for me now that enjoy the baby steps each step along the way on this journey is can you can find pleasure even though it's hard you can find pleasure 
And I, and I think one of the things I've learned as I, as I listen to you, Annette, and as you talk about the things that you can do versus the things that you can't do, one of the things I've learned when it comes to balance is that uh, it helps you realize that you can do anything, but not everything. And I think that uh, there are a lot of times that we really think that we have to do everything. Maybe we feel like we need to do a better job with uh, our, our neighbors or, you know, helping them. We need to do a better job uh, ourselves, you know, in, in becoming who we want to become. But it's all, it's, it's all done in bits and pieces. So, Mark, are you talking about being kind to ourselves, being gentle with ourselves in a way that we might be with others? Boy, you know, that is such a key to our conversation here. Because I think that we get so focused on trying to help those around us. Sometimes we don't remember that the most important focus really, this is going to sound totally, totally selfish, but we really can't help others until we help ourselves first. Exactly. And that is not selfish. Because we have to fill the well. We have to put that water in our own and fill that that bucket ourselves so that we can have something to give. So how do you find balance? How do you fill that bucket for yourself? Oh, you know, I've learned I've learned some things this year, and, and you know that uh, I've tried to do things a little bit differently as well. One of the things I started doing, and I just got done a couple of days ago, finishing Robert Louis Stevenson's uh, Treasure Island, and a great book. You know, I found that sometimes you just focus on so many things, you don't just do one thing, and you, sometimes you don't do it one thing really well. And the thing that I found is that uh, in my quiet time, maybe between 6 a.m. and and 7 a.m., I love to pick up a good book and just be myself and to enjoy the moment for what it was meant for. And again, to not let the uh, pressure of life rob the pleasure of living. That's one way I've done it. And that's made such a difference since you, you picked up that book. I remember... Before you were walking, you were hiking every morning. And and that was a different way of you filling your bucket. But as the weather changed and, and the snow fell and it got cold, it, it it took that away, that option away. And then you found this other that you thought, you know what, I love to read. I love these things. And you've you incorporated that into your schedule. And it filled your bucket. So in searching for balance in my own life, it's sometimes difficult to find alignment. Mm. And as we, as, as I stopped hiking because of the cold weather, I had to find alignment somewhere else. And what I, I think learned, I hope I learned it well because uh, I, I'm, I'm mentioning it here, but I think that I've learned how to balance my passions with my time. And, uh, or I should say, balance my passions and not my time there. Uh, we, ha- we all have passions. We all have things that we enjoy doing. But sometimes the time element of life gets in the way. Well, and it's very difficult when you've got a house full of children that you're caring for as well and raising. And so, friends, we are not saying... You know, if you don't do this, you can't do that. But we're saying is it's okay for mom to have a timeout or dad to have a timeout. And it's okay for you to figure out these new ways to balance and to have that alignment. 
And it doesn't mean you're not being a good mom or dad because you take time for yourself. But I think you're hitting on something important as well. And that is, is how can we help those around us? It's more than just, uh, and again, I get the importance of uh, making sure that uh, we fill the well with water. But uh, I think there's some things that I hope that I've learned along the way that I've tried to take some of the pieces of your day off of your plate there and try to do things. And I know that you've done the same thing with me as well there. We've, we've been able to observe each other a little bit more. And I, and I would hope that each of you observe those in your household. Observe those that uh, might be struggling. It might not be a vocal struggle, but it might be just something that you perceive that you're blessed with that ability to perceive with people in your own home. And that's another thing that I think we've always been pretty good about in, in that we don't have specific roles that I only do this or you only do that. And so we've kind of flowed with that throughout our, our married life. But as of late, especially, and and being home together full time and working and adapting and evaluating and seeing those things, the key has has become having that vision, having that clarity and those eyes to see and what does somebody else need. And so just like last night, well, I was busy working on a project that I, I felt like I had a deadline on, um, a self-given deadline. How's that? The next thing I knew, you had dinner ready. And that was such a relief. Pancakes never tasted better, did they? Oh, they tasted so good <laughs> last night. And um, But that's just a small example of, of what we all can do to help one another. So let's let's kind of switch just for a minute here. Okay. And let's talk about uh, 2021 and let's talk about attributes or traits that we hope that we've gained during the last 10 months. It'll help, help us as we try to achieve the goals that we're considering right now for 2021. So before we talk about goals themselves and some of those things that you might be looking at, I, I did a little bit of research on attributes or traits that might be uh, might help us to get uh, those uh, goals accomplished a little bit easier. And I found that there were really five attributes that uh, seemed to, uh, to be common. The first attribute was uh, aspiration. And that goal of aspiration is really that people have, successful people especially, have clear-cut goals. They have goals that uh, they're trying to achieve, but without the ability to have a desire to do it, those goals can be very, very difficult, can't they? They can, and it's something to, you know, when you talk about aspiration, I thought about we're never too, too old to learn something new. And I think we've learned a lot that will help us with those aspirations this year. The second uh, attribute is that of drive. Mm. You know, what is driving you to that particular goal? What is driving you to want to be better? Is it uh, your ability to be able to uh, feel better about yourself? Your ability to be able to uh, help those around you more? Whatever that drive is, it's important. It is important. For me, that drive, the drive that keeps me going and pushing me along 
is is more um, meaningful, honestly, if it's not financially driven. Yeah, it's tough that way, isn't it? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the third the third attribute is that of uh, willingness to learn, and and might might add along with that uh, the willingness to change. Mm, Something that you said a minute ago there, the uh, the willingness to learn. We we are never finished with our learning. We should always be constantly trying to learn how to do things differently, more efficiently, better. We should learn about uh, the world around us in so many different areas. So we probably don't spend the kind of time that we probably should. And learning and becoming educated through the correct resources, I think, too, is a, is a key part of it. The fourth attribute that I wrote down was that of patience. Oh. Success takes time. And uh, it's difficult sometimes when we don't see the uh, results of our goal immediately. Let's learn patience. Let's learn how important it is to find every day is a new day and we learn more and we add upon what we learned yesterday. And the fifth attribute that I found is that of discipline, recognizing that success rewards consistency. If we're not disciplined, you know, it doesn't matter how much we want to achieve that goal we're probably not going to achieve it. And so all five of those areas, aspiration, drive, willingness to learn and to, to, uh, to change, patience and discipline, we, we put all those together as we're considering what we're going to do in 2021. You know, I, I love those attributes and, and the thoughts um, I'm having with that. First off is it does take, you know, all those five things. And, and the other attribute that I kept thinking in my mind was resilience. Resilience meaning that if we fail one day, we can go back? Exactly. We don't have to be perfect? We don't have to be perfect because so often I've heard people, like friends, or, you know, I I wanted to do this or I was going to exercise every day because I wanted to run, you know, this marathon, but I just couldn't get out of bed today. So I guess I can't run the marathon. No, that means you had, you had a day that you needed a break. But what do you do tomorrow? You get out and you go and you train and you have that resilience to continue to move forward, even though we're not perfect. And, and you know, perfect is, is a little bit of a taboo word in so many different ways. You know, we can we can look at our lives there and we can ask ourselves, what is it going to take for us to be perfect? Not realizing that uh, that's a tough, tough thing to even ask ourselves to even consider. I love the idea of becoming imperfectly perfect. I love that idea too, and I would suggest if any of you have that as a part of your goal to be perfect in something, change it. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed really, really quickly mm-hmm. if you that's a goal ad- for 2021. You can adapt that goal, and but give, be kind, be realistic, but be you know be kind to yourself, love yourself. We can be perfectly imperfect. So when the trail and the direction that we're looking for is not obvious in 2021, we don't know where next month is going to take us. We don't know where next year is going to take us. So in, in your thoughts and ideas, as we talk about resiliency, how do you find resiliency? What are some of the things that you think that you can do or that you do well to help you to recognize that maybe those goals aren't going to be achieved this year. 
Well, first off, I look, I look back and I reflect that maybe a certain goal was not achieved in my life, but something else that was even better was. Oh, let's talk about that for a second. Give me an example of when that was the case, because I can think of many. <laughs> you know, there, there are many. And, but you're putting me on the spot here, but, um, but it's having that reflection back to those times that maybe in, in an old, old way of thinking, an old pattern of thinking, I would have thought I failed when in reality, now I look at, oh, well, but this is what I learned from this experience. See, that's what I was getting at there when I asked you that question there is, do we find ways that we can learn even through difficult experiences that uh, we might have. For sure. You know, we look back to when Reed passed away and I know we use this experience often, but for me, on one hand, I was so brokenhearted. Just the thought that, that he was, he had passed away and I wouldn't be able to to talk with him and hug him and laugh and all those things with him again. But on the other hand, there was this relief and this gratitude that he was no longer in pain and suffering. And so that's just one experience. But the things that I have learned, and I believe you as well, Mark, over these years are things that I never would have imagined before. Such as? Well, first, I I believe I have eyes to see the pain and sorrow in others now that in a way that I didn't have before. So there's that depth of empathy and that depth of looking beyond the smile to see what others might really be going through and, and how I can help lift or lighten their load. And, and often that's just them knowing that that someone loves them and someone values who they are. And it, it's no more than, than acknowledging that other times, maybe there's a, you know, a visit, a chips and salsa day or going for a walk. That is one of the greatest gifts I believe I've received through this journey that we've had there. So, I'm hearing you say a couple of different things. I'm hearing you talk about balance. Completely. I'm, I'm hearing you talk about clarity, the clarity that you had during these last 10 years that have helped you. And I believe that if you add those two together, the balance and the clarity, they equal harmony. Mm-hmm. Harmony in our lives, harmony in our relationships, and harmony with our desire to maybe be who we only dreamt of being before. And... I love how you put that. Maybe who we have only dreamt of being. I don't think I even could dream of being who I am today because I didn't understand the depth and the possibilities of who I could become. So what is 2021 going to look for you, look like for you? Are you going to be looking at yesterday's logic? Or are you going to be looking at today's logic? Are you going to recognize that uh, part of part of the struggle that we are faced with every single day is that of finding the balance? If it is, 
you know, let me just assure you that balance lies within your life itself. It lies within you. It's not in the activity. It's not in the work-life balance. There's no such thing as work-life balance. It's all in life's balance. It's in trying to find a way that you can create the journey that is going to allow, allow you to look forward to that destination. It's going to allow you to recognize that uh, you can do anything, but try not to do everything. So what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to enjoy every today and dream for every tomorrow. It's going to give you the way to not feel threatened by the events of the day, but look forward to the opportunities of tomorrow. I love that. Friends, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have enjoyed our conversation as we've discussed balance, harmony, and joy. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Karen the Lode community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep caring.